you for your help and your wisdom and your leadership. And God, I just pray in Jesus' name that you help us to obey you. And God, we glorify you and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you an update. Over almost 700 podcasts, almost 700 podcasts that we've done over the last two years or so. That includes the political shows. That includes Barb and Christie's when they did theirs, John Sandy, uh, Jay and me on Fridays, all the ones in between. Um, 700, almost 700 podcasts, over 22,000 downloads. Isn't that so cool? Over 22,000 downloads. And then um, we've been on TikTok for... um, Oh, maybe six months. And let me tell you what TikTok is. Well, of course, you know what TikTok is, but um, there's some crazy stuff on TikTok. Some of them people stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. And, and so we have, we have uh, if you haven't gone on and liked those posts, we have one for uh, the, the podcast show. We have one for Gasaway, and we have one for Winfield as well. And so uh, what's encouraging about that is the fact is that within six months, and what it is, it's a three-minute segment that you can put on there. So Lindsay, our daughter, takes care of all of our, uh, all of our podcast stuff. Um, over 22,000 downloads on TikTok in the last six months. And you think, why are you stuck on 22,000? I totaled them up, 20, over 22,000 downloads on TikTok. We are reaching the world for Jesus and letting them know. I, I tell you, one of the biggest downloads, one of the biggest downloads was when Dustin preached. I don't know, you must be a chick magnet or something. I don't know. Let me see here. Let me, let me look here. He, he was one of the biggest downloads on, um, let me see here, the Pulse Gasaway. Let me see if I can find it here. Pulse Gasaway, 1,441 downloads that Dustin had on the message that he preached that day. I don't think there has been, hmm, John Sandy had 1,420 one time, so you got him beat by about 20, 20 of them. So John will be soliciting that over the next couple of days, trying to beat you on that. So you two are the biggest, uh, and, and Dustin, you got the biggest one. So, buddy, I tell you. It's a ball head. I know it is. That's why yours and mine is like that. So glad to have you with us today. So we're preaching on abundant fear. Isn't that exciting, though? You, I don't know if you remember one Sunday morning I was standing up here, and I told you that the Pulse Church would be international. We're reaching the world. And you say, well, what about Braxton County? We've got to reach Braxton County. We've got more missionaries that are coming for Braxton County to help Braxton County up. Olivia and Rich will start with us next week. Olivia and Rich will be with us starting next week, not pastoring the campus, but they'll be helping us to continue to reach souls to help Braxton County to win souls for the kingdom of God. We've got to have some help, so I'm pulling from, I'm pulling from, uh, from outside of Braxton County because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of help here in Braxton County, so we're having to pull from other areas so that we can get souls into the kingdom of God in Braxton County. So more missionaries on the way coming, so we're excited about that. So they'll be here starting next week. I'm preaching on abundant fear. So when you look at abundant fear, 
uh, we're trying to, to get you into a place where, number one, the first thing you need to realize is what is fear. Number two is why do you have it? And then the third thing is are you going to allow it to control you? Are you going to allow it to control you? So as we define the word fear, it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or to cause threat. Now, this past week, Christy and I are hikers, bikers, and kayakers. So we were, we were hiking the other day in the, in the woods at Tays Valley Wave Pool down in Tays Valley. So there was a lady there that we knew, and we were walking with her, Christy, uh, and, and her were in front of me, and I learned, let me just give you some advice. When I started flying uh, years ago, one of the things that my instructor taught me was to scan the area. That's one of the things that you do, is you scan the area. When you all are at Walmart, don't, don't floor the pedal and just trying to get out of there. Scan the area. There may be a child that's going through a, a car that may, and may run out in front of you. God forbid. But scan the area. Don't be just plowing through stuff. I do that in the woods. Those that are hunters. Those that, uh, that uh, when I'm in the woods, I'm scanning the area. So Christy and, uh, what's her name? Catherine. Catherine were talking. Uh, and, and I was behind them. And I said, Snake! talking about a stop they didn't see it me I'm scanning I'm scanning and it was a garter snake about that long I didn't bother it we went around it and we went around it and and everything was okay I don't like snakes I don't like snakes but that one lived that day so, so let me tell you something else uh, about fear. That, that's, that kind of fear is not bad. It's the kind of fear that, that leads into anxiety and leads into you not being able to get out of the house, that leads you into to being nervous and, and, and not being all that God wants you to be. That's the kind of fear that we're talking about today that, that tries to take over you. But uh, as a lot of you know, I'm about to finish one of, the, one of the neatest things in my life ever uh, that's taken me 30 years to do is I'm about to finish my pilot's license. I'm within, I'm within weeks of finishing. So I'm doing a lot of flying out of Charleston right now, flying a bigger airplane, and I'm finishing up, and I'm getting ready to, to take my check ride to become a full-fledged pilot. One of the things that the instructor, uh, who is a, uh, is a wonderful man, Steve McClanahan, or uh, McConaughey, uh, is a wonderful guy, he's a musician, he's a really super guy, uh, is he has me uh, understand, if you know me, I do not like roller coasters. I've never liked roller coasters, I do not like roller coasters. And so he's got me sitting in the airplane with my hands on my lap, with my eyes closed, and he messes up the airplane. He puts it in a steep. He puts it in in, in a, uh, a steep nose dive. He puts it in. He you know pulls the nose up. He pulls the wings over. He does all this kind of stuff. And I'm supposed to sit there and take it with my eyes closed. 
This will keep me from getting my pilot's license if I don't get used to that. Because in the check ride, you have got to face that and you have got to do it. What they do is then the, the airplane's all out of whack and then what you have to do, they tell you to open your eyes and you fix it. You get it straight and level again. Well, I've been able to, to be able to do that, but it's uncomfortable. And, and what happens within our lives today is that God will allow you to be in situations that will cause you to be uncomfortable, but yet you have to make sure that the enemy does not work in that uncomfortability to where you're fearful, but that faith is in operation. Do you know what I'm talking about? And, and that's what you have to do. So as I'm, as I'm working through this, the only person, as I've thought through this process, uh, you, first of all, as I made this statement uh, when we first started, first thing you need to do is realize that there is fear. Number two, why do you have it? And then what are you, are you going to allow it to control you? Well, the only person, God rest your soul, that I could ever say the reason why that I don't like roller coasters is my mother. My mother didn't want me on anything like that, and she, and she spoke fear over me when I was a kid because I used to like riding that stuff until something happened. So, and I'm not blaming her as a disrespect, but I'm saying that my mother was so cautious of me because she almost lost me uh, in childbirth. She carried me six months and then she had to go to bed rest. And, and so she was very cautious of me, but yet you have to be careful not to be fearful and to put fear into your children. Are you with me? So now I'm, now as a 54-year-old man, I'm dealing with fear that I had from my youth. You see where I'm coming from. This is things that you have to work on and things that you have to, you have to maneuver through. But yet, the scripture tells me, and here's what I say, and on my key ring of the airplane, it says, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I know that I'll have no problem uh, fulfilling that, and so you, you just continue to pray for me. You say, well, why are you so interested in getting your pilot's license? I'm going to need it in ministry. And the Lord has spoke to me about that. I'm going to need it in business, and I'm going to need it in ministry because there's a lot of places that I need to go and a lot of places that I'll have to be. So I'm excited about it. So we have to understand something that as we define fear, it's an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief. We believe it. We believe in fear. We, we allow it to, to attack us. We allow it to, to uh, engulf us and, and keep us from the, the ministry that God wants us to be. I, I, I've heard people say this so many times. They said, well, you know, um, <clears throat> when I get old, I need to get rid of my two-story house so that I can only be on one floor when I get old because I won't be able to climb the steps. Let me ask you something today. Who told you you couldn't climb your steps who told you that I'm telling you what I'm going out in a blaze of glory healthy I'm not preparing myself to be sick you're nuts if you do I prepare myself to go out well 
Well, you know, are you saying discredit what the doctors say? No, I'm not just saying, I'm not saying to discredit what the doctor's saying, but what I'm saying is I choose not to believe the report, but I choose to believe the Word of God. Because the Word of God stands. Do you know what my doctor, ta- my doctor called me? Here's what my doctor called me. I'm cutting the grass two years ago. Two years ago, <clears throat> He says, you're the only one in the family that hasn't got the COVID shot. I said, I'm not getting it. He said, uh, do you want me to go to hell? I says, no, I don't want you to go to hell. Just like I don't want you to die. And I said, well, let me ask you something. I said, what's the percentage rate of me dying from COVID? And he's like, 0.0000.0001. I said, Carlos, I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. So I go to get my physical. I'm one of these guys that I love our doctor, but I don't like to go see him. He calls me on the phone. He says, you haven't been here in two years for your physical. And I said, well, I don't have anything wrong with me. He says, well, come and see me. I said, okay. So I go see him. In a two-year period, here's what he tells me. He says, now, did you ever get the vaccine? I said, no. He says, don't get it. Don't get it. Two years ago, he told me to get it. Two years, two years later, he says, don't get it. He said, there's something wrong with it. He said, don't get it. He said, it's making people sick. People are getting sick from it, and people are still getting COVID from it. He said, don't get it. <clears throat> I've never been fearful of it. Has it killed people? Yes, but so is the flu. But isn't it amazing to me today, and since COVID has started, People aren't dying of cancer anymore, are they? People, people aren't dying of, of heart trouble, are they? You, you, I mean, how many people have you heard that have died of, of cancer recently? Maybe one or two here and there, or, or, or died of, of heart, heart disease. You hardly ever hear about it. But see, what you have to understand is you have to understand that what the world is trying to do Is they're trying, and what, and, what, and what the world's doing today is trying to get people fearful. Fearful. And the church should just be as far from it as anybody. Do you know that there are churches today that have not regained? Now, we gained over, car, uh, over COVID. We got people missing today because they're out traveling, and we appreciate that, uh, you know, knowing that they're out doing that. But let me tell you something, and spending time with family on this holiday weekend, but let me tell you something. There are churches and pastors that are without flocks now because they have a fearful flock that is staying home because of sickness and because of COVID. People are walking in fear instead of faith. And the church somewhat is is embarrassing uh, to, to the fact is that, yeah, they'll go to Walmart and they'll go to the ball game, but they won't go to church. We cannot walk in fear. 
Somebody asked me one day, they said, <clears throat> they said do, you, do you get scared when you fly that you'll crash? <clears throat> I said, I never think about it. I wasn't trained to crash. I don't walk in fear. Now, there are days I wish I'd have stayed on the ground. <laughs> there, are, there are days, Dustin, that I've taken off and said, my God, what have I done? I should have stayed on the ground. It was like Rob that day out there. At the, you know, he took off and that thing's all over the place. And he told me when I landed, he said, I should have never took off. You say, well, what does this have to do with anything? It's about fear, fear plays, and you're, you're going to think this is totally, I'm out of my mind here. But let me tell you something. Fear is controlled by your love walk. You say, well, what does fear and love have to do? I'm glad you asked. First John chapter 4, 18. Listen to this. There is no fear in love. That's just like over in Ephesians chapter 6. We wrestle not against flesh or blood. you got to get that out of your mind. That you do not have a conflict with a person. You have conflict with spirit. Not people, but spirit. People fight it the wrong way. They think that it's flesh and blood that's fighting. No, it's the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of darkness of this world. That is what we fight, and that's where we have to fight it. We have to step out of the flesh and go to the supernatural and kick the devil's butt. We have to kick his hind in. Stop letting him be the aggressor on you and you start pushing back the spirit of darkness and I guarantee you he'll go pick on somebody his own size because we're bigger than him. He's the schoolyard bully trying to get you scared, trying to keep you from your destiny, trying to keep you from going where God wants you to go. Is this helping any of us today? There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. If you are a child of the Most High God, then fear should not be in your vocabulary. You shouldn't say, I'm afraid of this, or I'm afraid of that, or I'm this, or I'm that, or being anxious of this and being anxious of that. Let me tell you something. You are a child of the King you control fear. You do. It does not control you. You control it. You control it with faith. Faith cancels fear. But you don't know where I'm at. Well, you don't know where I am either. Let me tell you something. We have to work together with the kingdom of God to press through things. Because fear hath torment. Who, who wants to live? What, what does John 10.10 10 say? Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, I've been accused because I read that scripture a lot as being one of those, uh, those preachers who believes in prosperity. I do. I believe in prosperity. I believe God wants me to prosper. And it may not be in money, it may be in spirit, it may be in soul, it may be in church. But let me tell you something, if I'm not prospering, then I'm going the other direction. 
I back my car into the driveway, into our garage, every night. I don't back out of my day in the morning. You say, well, what has that got to do with anything? I move forward in the morning. I don't back up. I'm not backing up for nobody, no how, nobody, no devil, nothing. I'm not backing out because let me tell you something. There is no place, the, my back is not covered with the armor of God. There's nothing that says that my back is covered with the armor of God. You know why, Carlos? Because I'm to be moving forward. I'm not to retreat and I'm not supposed to run. And you're not supposed to run. We cannot allow fear to control. Covered by the blood. Here's what the English Standard Version says in 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whosoever fears has not been perfected in love. The King James says, that last part, it says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So if you're fearful, there's got to be something wrong with the love walk. Something is wrong with the love walk. Let's break this down. What is perfect love? Perfect love is an expression of God's love for us. And it is also complete, which means to be perfect. When we reflect it back on Jesus it, and, and God, it is a give and take relationship. Here's what it is. God gives us love, we give him love right back, and that cancels out fear. That means that people who are fearful have got to be lost and unsaved. Now think of that. That's a pretty bold statement, but let me tell you something. If I'm giving God love and, give, and he's giving love back to me, then what the scripture says is that perfect love, which is his love, casts out all fear. I'm telling you, you can live it. Well, that just scares me to death. Stop saying that. I even renounce giving it as an example. Well, that scares me to death. Scares me half to death. So think about that. What if you're scared whole death? Twice. Yeah. That'd be pretty bad. But people say these things. If a person doesn't know Jesus... And God, do they truly understand love? Let me tell you when I truly understood love. When we had children. When Christy and I had children, I understood love. I really understood love when we had grandchildren. I'm telling you, it's different. And, and it's a different, I, I can't explain it, but I can tell you that I understood God's love at that point. Sugar them up and send them home. Jesus' name, of course. <laughs> so if we are in perfect love, and perfect love is the expression of God's love, and we're walking in perfect love, then let me tell you something. That cast out, isn't that amazing what that scripture says? It says perfect love cast out fear. There's a verb there that says cast out. 
We cast out demons. We cast out, uh, we cast out the stronghold. And what you're saying is that if we'll just love, then we can cast out fear. It's what the Word says. Cast out fear because fear has torment. My Lord, who wants to be in fear? Who wants to be in torment? Do you wake up in the morning and say, man, I hope this is a torment day. The only person you're to torment is the devil. Torment him. People, you've got to quit being on the defense. You can't win a game on, on defense. You have to win it on offense. You have to win it. You have to be the aggressor. You have to be the one that advances. You have to be the one that's pushing. You cannot allow the enemy to push you back. In your health, in your emotion, in your walk with Jesus, you cannot allow him. In your business, whatever, you cannot allow him. In your ministry, you can't allow him to push you back. He doesn't have the authority to push you back. Only if you give it to him and you cave. I'm not caving. If a person doesn't know Jesus... Or doesn't know God, do they truly understand love? So, so here's, here's something that I want to talk about. <clears throat> this is a word from the 80s. You remember back in the 80s, John Sandy when, and, and Barbara would remember this. Um, we're going to have a waiting on God. You remember those? Remember the waiting on God? And then agape love came up out of, out of nowhere. It's always been in the Bible, but then all these songs were written about agape back in the 80s and all this kind of thing. But you, isn't it amazing? You don't hear much about it now, do you? You don't hear much about agape love. Let me tell you what it is. Agape love in Christianity, agape love is the highest form of love, the highest form of charity, and the love of God for man and for man for God. We can have agape love towards him. He can have agape love for us, which is pure love. The best person to learn how to love from is Jesus because it casts out all fear. Now, when you look at 1 John chapter 4 and 20, if a man says, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a lar. He's a lar. <laughs> Can you imagine Jesus doing that? My daughter-in-law sent me something the other day. John Sandy Tried to help me through it on his show the other day. Talking about words. Why, why is there a K in the word knock? Think about that. Why is there a K? They should take it out. Why is there a T at the beginning of tsunami? Need to take it out. Why are there people that are lars? <laughs> Here's what he says in 1 John 4, 20. If a man says, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God in whom he has not seen? See, because what you have to do is you have to understand that love and faith Cancel fear and hate. Love and faith cancel out fear 
and hate. It's like people that have, have ought towards another person and they have unforgiveness. Well, if you have unforgiveness towards somebody, then you're uh, your, uh, you have to understand something is that your unforgiveness is not going to be forgiven until you forgive the other person. Well, I hate that person. I used to, I used to hear people when Jeff Gordon was racing and Earnhardt was alive, people would tell me, they'd say, oh, I hate Jeff Gordon. That's a strong word, isn't it? It's like, you really hate him? Do you like wish he crashes and, and that stuff? No, 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 no. I just, I just hate him. But if we don't give forgiveness to others, then God cannot give us forgiveness. If we do not have love towards the brethren, then how, is that not what it says? I mean, am I, am I out there somewhere? It says if, that I have to love God, and, and if I hate my brother, then he is a liar. And he that loveth his, not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God? Think about that. Look at what verse 21 says. And this commandment have, have I to, unto him that we love God also as his brother. You cannot love without being loved. You have to allow God to love you, and you have to love your brethren to get it back. You have to forgive so that you, should, so that you can be forgiven. So let me ask you something. Is there somebody that you haven't given forgiveness to? My heart's clear. My heart's clear every night when I go to bed. There is not one person in this world that I have ought towards no, not one person. Because let me tell you something. I want God's forgiveness. But if there's unforgiveness in your heart, there's a pile, really. Excuse me. Hello? Really? It's a certification from waste management because uh, it's, it's a holiday. They're not, going to del- they're not going to come and get our garbage till the next day. Just, yeah. Just, just wanted you all to know that. I'm sure that, I'm sure that uh, that's going to help a lot of us. <laughs> Don't fear, they'll pick it up. I got to tell you something that's funny. We had, a, we had a situation when we put the daycare in. Kelly and, and Megan did a wonderful job of running the school. And they picked up the dumpster. And actually, Kelly paid ahead to have the dumpster picked up. Well, they didn't have a record of that. So that had to be paid again for them to bring the daycare dumpster. So I'm on the phone with the accountant and with the, with the lady from Waste Management and here's what I told her. And I said, you, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but waste management is owned by the mafia. They are. They're owned by the mafia. They are. I'm serious. They're owned by the mafia. I said, you tell the head mafia dude that I'm not paying it. And it got real quiet over the phone. <laughs> 
I don't know why that guy named Louie came by the house the other day, but now I know. Now I know. Where was I? You can't love, you cannot love one without the other. You have to give the same forgiveness to, to this person as you have to do to that person so that you can walk in forgiveness, so that you can be forgiven. John chapter 13, 34, he says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. It's amazing to me. I am amazed because I know you. I know the people that attend the church here. And I know that there are some people that, that don't like each other. And I'm amazed that God even moves when there's people that I know that don't like each other. And, and, I, and I continue to counsel people and say, hey, you know, you need to work through this and work through that and, and, and this kind of thing. But yet, <clears throat> they have unforgiveness towards that person, but yet they want to be forgiven from God. Now, to me, that's being two-faced, is it not? That you love one another as I have loved you. John 13, 35 says this, it says, But this shall all men know, that you are my disciples, if you love one another. <laughs> Church, stop confusing the world. I speak to them online right now. If you are a Christian, stop confusing the world. You say, what do you mean? Why am I confusing the world? Because you say you love God, you say you are a Christian, but you hate the brethren. Or you have ought towards the brethren. But the Word of God tells us, and let me tell you something. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but there are certain things that trigger your body that can be sin. You say, well, what are you talking about? I, I'm talking about if a person walks in, in um, let's say that they walk in uh, fear. Okay, why do they walk in fear? Why do they walk this way? What's causing them to be this way? It, is it a sin that they're going through that's causing their body to be anxious because they continue to walk in sin, they continue to walk in fear. It's like, my God, if I don't quit this, I have all this fear on me and I've got to do this. Well, that triggers anxiety, this kind of thing. When it all goes back to love, you have to love God. In this commandment, Actually, Jesus said, I have a new commandment for you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, you also love one another. Verse 35, as I said, but this shall all men know that ye are my disciple if you have love one to another. You either are a disciple or you're not. Now, Pastor Jay on the podcast on Friday said this. He said, your true colors will show if someone pushes you to be angry. That's your true colors. If you're pushed to anger, that is who you are. And, and Pastor Jay said, he said, be careful, don't show your devil. He says, be careful, don't show, show your devil. Because that's what happens many times in people's lives. Pastor Jay is on a series, and I encourage you to listen to it. Uh, Beyond the Hedge, it's called Considering Job. 
people say, you know, Job said, you know, God said that Job had a hedge around him. And, and so here's the question. Who put the hedge around him? God didn't. Job did. Job had a hedge around him. Why? Because of his obedience. So, I've got this huge problem. I was telling them on the prayer call the other day. I've got this huge problem with Job now where I didn't have before. And, and, and so now I'm, I'm trying to work through this. But, but listen to what Job said in Job chapter 3 and 25. Here's what he says. He says, what I have feared has come upon me. What I have dreaded has happened to me. He says, for the thing I feared has overtaken me, and what I have dreaded has happened to me. What Job feared came upon him. He lost everything. He lost his children. He lost his possessions. He lost his livestock. The only one that didn't leave was his battle axe wife. I would have thought if I would have kicked anybody out, it would have been her. Because she, she was no support. You just need to curse God and die. And I bet you she chewed. What he feared came upon him. Be careful what you voice out to the atmosphere. Because let me tell you something. You got to be careful because you may have allowed the enemy to, to cause you to fear in an area. And if you start talking about that, you may begin to fuel a fire. And as you fuel that fire, what you fear may come upon you. Take a checkup from the neck up and ask yourself how you talk. Well, I'm just scared that, you know, this person died of cancer in my family, so, you know, I, I'm just scared that, man, I tell you. Yeah. Your voice carries power. One way or another. Negative power, positive power. It, it carries power. You have to be careful what you confess because what you confess you may possess. You have to be careful. It goes back to our love walk. You know, here's a question for you. How many people believe you're saved? And you don't have to raise your hand. I hope all. You believe you're saved. How do you know that? Well, because the Bible tells me so, and I feel 
feel God in my heart, okay? You, you believe that you're saved. So the same person that you have faith in that you are saved, why do you have problems believing him in other areas of your life? But you can believe him for your salvation. That's the top thing. But to believe him for a miracle? Oh, you're believing him for the greatest miracle in the world, which is your salvation. But why can't you believe him for the next thing? Fear will paralyze you from your destiny. Fear will paralyze you for your, from your miracle. Fear can paralyze you from your breakthrough. We've got to walk in love. We have to have that relationship with Jesus. We have to constantly quote John 10.10. 10. I'll leave you with that one today. Like I do many times on the podcast. Listen to this. John 10.10. 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's a huge word. Destroy. The enemy wants your family destroyed, wants your marriage destroyed, wants your church destroyed, wants your business destroyed. He wants everything that's good about you to be destroyed. But Jesus said, He said this, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Now does if you ask me, you could replace more with all. Because there is no hindering in what God wants to do in your life and what God wants to do in my life. Let me give you another scripture. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Go to 17. This is Luke chapter 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. And, and he, being Jesus, said this. He said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And Jesus said this. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents. What is the word? Let's do class precipitation here. What does the word tread mean? Step on, walk on, tread water. You know, we've heard that saying. Behold, I give you power to tread on, uh, on serpents, serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now, Jesus is not discrediting the power of the enemy here. He's saying that the enemy has power. He said, over all the power of the enemy. Of the enemy. And nothing. Say nothing. 
shall by any means hurt you. <coughs> it's almost Jeremiah 29 11. Andy's favorite scripture. Recite it. Prosper? John 10, 10, the abundant life, prosper? Really? Power over all the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That tells you, now listen to this. It says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you. Do you know that the spirits are subject to you? You're not subject to the spirits. The spirits are subject to you. You are the aggressor. You're the one who puts the enemy back in his place. Stop allowing the enemy to bully you. Stop allowing it. He's like an old junkyard dog. He's like the bully that's in the playground. Once you pop him once, He'll become fearful of you. The devil is a mess. He's fearful. He has anxiety. He walks around seeking whom he may devour. Don't be one of his test prodigies. Don't allow him to have his way in you. You press towards the mark of the high calling. You press to the business that God wants you to have. You press to the ministry that God wants you to have. Yeah, there may be doors that have shut, but let me tell you something. God will open doors that no man can shut. That's why the Pulse Church is still alive. That's why the Pulse Church still has church on Sunday morning because the enemy cannot shut it down. If your love was not perfected in God's love, you cannot walk in total peace and joy. Stand to your feet. God, we love you today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for victory. God, it's a daily walk that we walk in victory. It's a daily walk that we have power over all the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. What does that mean, church? We are protected by the authority of God and the power of His name. You don't think for one minute that this old boy isn't on his knees many a time saying, Oh, Jesus, I need your help. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your advice. I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. Help me not to walk in fear but faith. Don't allow fear to rob your faith. Don't allow it. What is your needs today? Do you have a special need? Do you have, uh, you have something that you're dealing with and you need help? The altar's open. We'll pray for you, whatever your need is. Other people in the house here will pray for you. 
We need to advance the kingdom of God in Braxton County, in West Virginia, in Putnam County, in Kanawha County. We need to advance the kingdom of God and push back the spirit of darkness. But if you're walking in darkness, you can't push back what you're in. You can't. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. If you have any needs today, if you do, please come. We'll pray for you. If you want to come to the altar, the altar is open. Pray for the ones that are traveling today, uh, that, are, that they have a great time, that their weather is good, and that they come back ready, refreshed, to, to fulfill what God wants. I'm excited about what God wants. I'm excited. The altar is open. You surround me with yeah. a song <coughs> of deliverance. I just have a testimony I want to share as John was revealing that about perfect love cast out fear because fear has torment. I want to give you nine words. It's the title of a book. Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. We had Yako Buyans come to St. Timothy, and he said something that was re revelatory to me. Satan has no authority to put anything on you unless you permit it. And we permit it through, he deceives us. So fear, when he said fear has torment, we've given the enemy an unwanted seat of our table by allowing that spirit to come into us. Fear is not in our spirit. The Holy Spirit has no fear. Donna and I had a conversation one time. In our spirit, we are forgiving. There is no unforgiveness in our spirit. It's in our flesh. And we make choices every day. We can choose to obey God and walk, allowing that Holy Spirit to have lordship in our life, or we can choose to... to to walk in the flesh, and that's where we open the door to the enemy, where we allow fear and offense, and offense is a big one. <laughs> Jesus warns us offenses will come. They're coming. There's going to be people that step on your toes, but he said, do not get offended. It's a, it's a command. Offense opens the door to bitterness, grudges, unforgiveness, and that just opens a whole door to a bunch of stuff that you're going to have to get rid of. But this is a challenge today, John, I think, with what you say, that if we are not walking in that love, the peace, the joy, the, the expectancy, then do, uh, you know, search your heart. You know, just ask God, search my heart, know my anxious thoughts, see if there be any wicked way within me. He'll put his finger on it. He'll let you know. And then all you have to do is confess it as sin and just move forward. You know, it says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's not who you are in Christ. I think oftentimes we don't identify who we are in Christ. So we allow whatever the Satan says about us to define us. But he's the liar. He's coming to steal and kill and destroy. So that's the revelation I got from the word. And what a word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Great Jesus for the word. Morning, Amen. John. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Let me... Let me read you something that's very sad. I never want this to be us. There's a person 
and a family that's been going through a rough patch. They don't attend here. But the church that they attended, here's, they got a message the other day. And here's what it said. Due to some of the issues that we, that we have had to be involved in with you recently, that there's been no evidence and no change in the behavior of you. We are informing you that you cannot attend our church for any events, and please remove yourself from the membership chat. I am truly sorry that you are going through this, but the church has helped as much as they can, and you need to make real changes in your life. Is that not sad? Can I tell you that come from a church in Braxton County? Not our church. But what are, we, what are we supposed to do? Are we not supposed to help one another? Now, I know the church takes it. People get, take advantage of the church sometimes. I've seen that. And I know there's three sides to every story. There's your side, my side, and the truth. People say, well, there's two sides. No, there's three sides. There's the truth, too. We have got to help restore people's families. Not being taken advantage of, but then there's a certain amount of that that happens. But let me tell you something. When you intentionally kick out people, I don't get it. We're supposed to be that saving place. We're supposed to be that place where people can get help. Are we not? That grieves my heart. Does that grieve yours? It grieves my heart. Do we have a status quo of who we're trying to reach? Are we trying to reach all the money people that don't have any problems? Is that the kind of people we want? People that have big pockets that can pay this and buy this and this kind of stuff? I don't know one millionaire in a cemetery. Somebody questioned me about that the other day. I made a comment. I said, there is not one millionaire in a cemetery. Well, yeah, there are. No, there's no, there's no millionaires in a cemetery. They may have been on that, this side of the world, but once their heart stops beating, they die like I do. They die like you do. They die like they're going to die. We all die the same. The heart stops, the brain quits functioning, and the breathing stops. We are all going to die the same way. But who are we trying to be here? We want to, we want to reach people for Jesus. We want to help them through their struggles. We want to help them through their heartaches. Jesus, we love you so much. Pray you help your people. Pray you help me. Pray, pray you help us to love. Pray you help us to not walk in fear. Think about your love walk this week. I pray you have a great day and a great weekend in Jesus' name. Let me tell you something. A lot of exciting stuff going on with the Pulse Church. Third campus and first of the year. Third daycare in Winfield, West Virginia.
uh, first quarter next year, hopefully, we'll have that all up and running. Up to 30 children in that facility in, in uh, Winfield. So we're really excited about what a lot, of, a lot of things are going on. Souls are being saved in the children's, in the children's ministry with Gospel Quest. And I'm telling you, I can't be more excited of what God is going to do and what He is doing. Have a great day in Jesus' name. Sandy Stout, those, those that are voluntold for the meeting, I mean volunteering for the meeting, uh, uh, where are you having it at? Where are you having it? We're going to have a meeting up here if you want to be involved in it. It's going to be a lot. Busy next week. Busy next week. Yes. Uh, no. I'll wait till next week on that. Talk about that. Do what? Yeah, time, here's what we're doing. We're moving connect groups back to 10, 10 a.m., church at 11. Church at 11, Pulse Experiences at 11, connect groups are at 10, moving it back some. So thanks for reminding me on that. And that starts next week. Exciting stuff. Have a great day, everybody.